0: Recorded live. What is up? Field
1: Street Forum Radio is on the air. It is Wednesday, a little after 9 p.m. You're lucky we're even on the air tonight. I don't know if you can tell it in my voice, but got a little bit of a cold. But that's all right. We're going to fight through it, get another show in. We are one week away from National Signing Day for the Georgia Bulldogs. That's why we do the show. That's why there's FieldStreetForum.com to keep up with all the latest in recruiting for Georgia, Georgia football, Georgia sports. Only on Field Street Forum Radio. Um, yeah, it's it's we're a week out. Going to finish up the class for 2018. Um, I mean, obviously, it's the number one class in the country already, and there's about four or five spots left that, honestly, if anybody says they know who's coming, they're probably just making an educated guess. I I don't think anybody knows quite yet who is definitely coming. I know there's certainly strong candidates, but uh, a couple of guys in particular, we just don't know, I think. We feel good about Tyson Campbell coming on board. Uh, Like I said, feeling good about that. I think uh, feeling pretty good with Jordan Davis. Um, After that, it's kind of – it's almost like a it can go two or three different ways. Of course, the big gets would be Quay Walker – Otis Reese or Rick Sandage. Uh, Sandage of course, the big defensive lineman. He's down to Georgia and South Carolina, basically. Uh, Reese having an announcement. He's currently committed to Michigan, but there's been tons of talk about him not being a very strong commit to Michigan. Um, Georgia's been all over him. Several other schools have been all over him. from all around the Southeast, because I don't think he goes to Michigan. I just don't. Um, It's, you know, it's still possible because he, you know, if he doesn't get an offer or something happens where spots are missed, but I think he he has the spot. He's been kind of unsure with Reese, you know, a lot of talk and rumors going on, but I just don't think that's the case. I think the kid is, is able to get into anywhere he needs to go from things I've heard. And uh, it's just, you know, like I said, just it's, it's going to figure out, it's going to take some time and see what happens here over this last day or last week.
0: Of course, visits coming up this weekend are going to be big. Um, it's, it's tough. Uh, Sandage, like I said, is down to Georgia and South
1: Carolina. A lot of things looking good for Georgia, but, His mom is a South Carolina graduate, I believe. Um, Always tough to pull away from what mom wants you to do a lot of times. So can Georgia overcome that aspect and sell him on the actual football side of things, sell him on, uh, you know, maybe playing time earlier, getting back into a stronger rotation than he could play at South Carolina, have better coaching than at South Carolina. Um it's just it's gonna be a hard pull but i I think they're I think Georgia's in a good spot um Tyson Campbell had a was supposed to go to Miami this past weekend but ended up going to Tennessee instead, which I think helps Georgia because that Tennessee's a little bit newer into the mix now he obviously knows Pruitt from Alabama. But I think Miami is the closest competition for for Campbell, and him not going to Miami that last week is, uh, I it, think, it ends up helping Georgia in the long run. Um, Quay Walker is another one who uh, nobody knows where he is going to go. He feels like he's told several schools he's, he's coming, possibly, you know, one of those kind of things. He's currently committed to South to uh, excuse me, Alabama. Uh, but I don't think that's going to last
0: in yes. very astute uh, point notice by uh,
1: Jason off the board and, and a couple others on FieldStreetForum.com. Notice that after Saban visited with Walker, there was an offer made to another linebacker doesn't mean he told him he's not coming, but it's usually a good indication if some, something like that happens. You can kind of look at the numbers, look at the offers that go out after visits, and you can get a good sense of, of what the coach and the a coaching staff is thinking about a kid. So in that being the case, if he's not going to Alabama, it seems to be down to Georgia and Tennessee, again Pruitt. You know,
0: getting a lot of these kids' attention. Easy to to see why Tennessee went after him.
1: I just don't think that he. Uh, I don't know if he can pull off a, a huge class in his first year up at Tennessee. He's got. A, he can obviously sell playing time to kids coming in. Um, He can try to, you know, show kids his national title rings and all that stuff as a coordinator. But he's kind of done it at places where it's been done several times before, so we'll have to wait and see. He runs a little bit different defense, a little bit faster defense. We'll just have to wait and see how that turns out. But if Georgia can close with, you know, Sandage, Davis, Campbell, and Reese, and then there's also Tommy Bush out of uh, Texas, but I, from some of the things he's been saying in, in different interviews with, you know, free sites, he's kind of indicated that he may be, you know, if somebody else doesn't pull the trigger for Georgia, he could be, he he could have his spot there. Um, just. To me personally, my thought is with the receiver receiving class that you have coming back, you know Letterman that you have coming back next year. The if all reports and indications are, are close to accurate on Matt Landers with Georgia, who's a six-five wide receiver who's got speed, who was in last year's class, he redshirted this year. Supposedly had been tearing it up and. In, in, Practice and scout uh, team things like that, going up against the ones. He seems to be, you know, poised to maybe take a step, be a red zone target. Uh, you know, it's huge having a six foot five receiver like that, target like that. Um, but you got those guys coming back. Your 2019 class already has the number one and three, I think, receivers in the state or in the country. Ready to to roll to come in after that. To me, I don't I don't really put a huge priority on the receiver class this year. You already got Kyrus Jackson. Uh, you got a couple of kids who can maybe go either way, uh, DB or or receiver that you could play. Um, I think it's fine. I think you're okay there if you maybe have other kids at a higher higher priority, especially linebackers with Walker and uh, and Reese, two huge potential difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. Um, or Sandage and Davis, who you need the size along the defensive front. To me, I, I, I think it's a no-brainer. You go defense over offense at this point, uh, especially at receiver. If it was, you know, offensive line, I may – you know, I may have a different thought there, but Georgia's, i mean, obviously—been recruiting the hell out of
0: offensive line, so that's not an issue right now. So,
1: to me, the the best close—if we—if we close with four more—I would go Sandage, Davis, Reese, and Walker as your final final four to close. That's that's the real Dre's <laughs> shooting you know shooting for the moon final final day there um, I'm not sure yet on on Walthour what he's what's going on with him if he's ready to come in. there's been a little bit of talk about it. maybe uh blue shirting or maybe even having to go JUCO. i don't I don't know for hundred percent sure, but that's kind of been some of the talk uh which would make you know, since while we've been working with some other guys on, as far as that's concerned. so I don't know, man. If you're listening in, give us a call, 724-444-7444, and enter the show ID, 127467, hashtag or pound. Let me know what you think. Um, last night, huge win for the Hoop Dog's. Uh, Coach Fox, you know, we give him, you know, give him a little bit of grief over the rough couple of weeks he's had. Well, it's not really just the last couple of weeks; it's been the last few seasons where you get to the point of you're on the verge of. Look, if Georgia wins, they were entered last night's game on a three-game losing streak. You lose to Auburn, you already had a 16-point lead, and you lose by. What 12, whatever it was, uh, you had a 16 point lead against Arkansas at home, lose in double overtime, and then you had a leave an eight point lead with six minutes left, or six point lead with eight minutes left, one or the other. Either way, you're in good shape, but you don't you get eight shots off in the last six minutes of the game, eight minutes of the game, and don't make any of it. I think you for 8. Anyway, point being, you win those three games. I won't say you're a virtual lock for the tournament, but you're a virtual lock for the tournament. If you win those three games, it moves you to it would be 16 and uh, five right now. It would be sitting in the top half. I mean, they're like eighth or ninth in the in the SEC right now. Still in the in the mix, but it you know it's. Right now, what, the next four out, you know, Joe Lenardi has all his little, you know, first four out, next four out, next four in, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Either way, they're in the mix anyway. But if they were to have won those three games, and then, of course, last night with a big win over Florida, they would be probably a six seven seed right now. Which is, you know, to me, that's, again, that's, that shouldn't be an issue going at the school like the University of Georgia in a state with a kind of basketball talent that the state of Georgia has. The tournament should be something that you make it two three out of every four years that's not an issue. that should not be an issue and then win a game or two every three four years you know something like that It's not something that that's Impossible. Now, I will say the, the the main reason why I feel like they're going to hold off on any making any moves because the recruiting has picked up. Um, you got the top class in in 2019 in basketball right now with Hagen's uh, and then uh,
0: the other big forward that just committed his name escapes me right now, but. Uh, You know, the, the just speaking of this year, the the thing that just drives me bonkers
1: is watching the game. Your best player is Jonte Mateen, obviously leading scorer in the SEC, senior, averaging twenty points a game. You look down and you see the ball out on the wing. He's got he's open on the post, and they're hesitant to throw it to the post. I don't understand, it. even when it's obey day or it's Hammonds or, or Claxton, they're, they're so hesitant for some reason to throw it down to the post, go ahead, especially if it's Mateen. Go ahead and throw it to the post because you put the ball in, the, in your best player's hands. He's a good passer. If they double down, he's going to find the open man. It makes too much sense to make sure, even if you have to force it a little bit to him. It, it, but the good thing is he's so quick down low, he can score for you or get the other team into trouble. I don't know why the hesitation to get the ball to your best player, not out, not outside. He can hit the top of the key jumper. He can hit the top of the top of the three uh, three point shot. But man, get the kid the ball down low. I don't understand the hesitation or why there's any reason to to not put him get it, the ball in your best player's hand. But last night they they did enough they got they pulled away late um, had lead early, gave up the lead and but then fought back and and pulled away late one by twelve. um He had a huge game from true freshman Nick Claxton, Charles Claxon's son, former Georgia bulldog um, it you know had a a strong game you know he may be Georgia's best defender right now. Uh, he really knows you know, positioning and, and finding the you know the space enough to be able to uh get really good block, he really gets good hands in in the uh shooter space. Uh I like the kid a lot. He's got a lot of potential. But uh if they can get some performance similar to that, you know, to help kind of balance out with, with maintenance down low. That would be huge for Georgia. But here's the thing. Here's here's the whole key to Georgia's – the rest
0: of this season. Is Turtle Jackson, Tyree Crump, Jordan Harris,
1: and you probably throw uh, Parker in there as well. He He gives you enough pretty consistently. But if you can get consistent guard play from Turtle – from Crump and Hightower as well. Hightower had a, has had a, a good early first half of the season, uh, especially for a true freshman. Um, limit your turnovers. Just show the threat to be able to to be a threat to the outside, from the outside, to keep defenses honest, to make them, make them honor that outside three so that it – They don't have to sag down. They won't sag down against uh, Maton or or Claxton or Abade or or Hammonds. Any of those guys. You've got to give them an option to to kick it back out off the three, off the to the three from the post, or uh, coming down and and if there's an open open three on on a you know fast break, go ahead and do that. Just keep keep the defense honest, man. Uh, but if, if that is your key. Those those guys, those guards, if those guards can come up, step up the rest of the season, mature a little bit, because they're still young, man. I mean, I guess Turtle's a sophomore and uh, Crump's a sophomore, and Harris, for that matter. But, uh, you know, those guys can step up, realize that they can play at this level. I think they still seem hesitant, you know, uh, it's always kind of cringy to watch them go against teams that press a lot. You know, we've seen that Florida when Florida ratchets up the pressure, or other teams ratchet up the pressure, full court pressure. The guys seem like they try to get the ball out of their hands as quickly as possible. Um, you got to be confident with the ball, you know, no matter what. Be confident. Make sure you got you get into the right play. Get the ball across half court. You know, if there is an open man on the on the pass on the trap, go ahead and get it to him. Everybody's got to play with confidence. Everybody's got to execute the gameplay. There's not much, you know, as much as we hell we get Fox on on you know play calling and stuff or player rotation. For God's sake, if the players would just execute the plays called, execute and to, again to borrow from Kirby Smart, show composure and physicality out on the court. Too many times they lose that composure, and they just kind of start freaking out. They make the wrong pass here, or they make a the pass that's telegraphed, or uh, take a quick shot instead of selling in and, and you know making sure you move the ball around on, to make the defense move. It's just tough, man. They got to show the composure. It's time for these kids to to grow up. You know, you got a potential NBA player and Mayton to go to work with. You got to use him. You got to use him, and you got to play off of him. I mean, these kids can grow up. These kids can play big time ball, and it's time time to step up and do it. They've got a tough tough schedule down the stretch. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. Um, but the opportunity is there to to finish out this this season strong. Uh, you got Mississippi State, who's going to be tough Saturday, but they're playing tonight, so you got an extra day's rest on them. Um, you got an extra day's rest, but you got to travel to Starkville. Yes. Um, that's going to be a tough game. Howland's got the fake Bulldogs playing playing really well. They're 15-6, and, and they're playing at South Carolina tonight. Um, and then you've got... Uh, Auburn coming to town, you know Georgia's got this. This is almost a must-win game to show that Georgia can play with anybody. You, you proved you could play with anybody when you were up by sixteen points on these guys. I, I still am not a believer in Auburn. I'll be completely honest, basketball-wise. I, I don't think they're nearly as good as the eleventh team in the country. I don't think they're nineteen and two good. I think they've gotten some good fortune, and I think they've played well, but I don't think they're they're nearly as good as. Their record indicates, uh, so that would be a huge win, and it's at home. You've got to win that game at home. Uh, then they have the midweek off, so going from Saturday to Saturday, um, Tennessee will be coming to Athens, and again the number eighteen team. They, that's a big game for Georgia's RPI. They gotta they gotta win that game. Um, Let's see, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry uh, I misread the dates, all right, you got Mississippi State this Saturday, then you go to Vanderbilt to Nashville, which has always been a horrendous place to play for Georgia over the years, but Vanderbilt's not exactly you know an amazing team right now they're 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 solid they went to overtime with Kentucky, uh so they've got. Mississippi State at Vandy. You need to win those two games. You got Auburn. You need to win that. Travel to Gainesville on Valentine's Day. It's kind of odd. Um, so I don't know. You know, that's that's gonna be a tough game going to games that we never we don't usually play well down there. Then we again go to Tennessee. No, no, excuse me, Tennessee comes here. Uh Uh, go to South Carolina, host LSU, who's just a disaster right now. Um, Host Texas A&M, who's struggling when they were coming in as a strong team into the season. And then you end the season in Knoxville on March the 3rd. I think you've got to go, what was that? One, two, three, four, five, nine games. I think you've got to go minimum six and three, seven and two and really depends on what games
0: they need to win like i said they really need to win the auburn game and that tennessee game at home split with tennessee get the split with auburn and get the
1: split with uh florida on the season And i think you got a chance that gives you a chance that would leave them at uh sitting right now at 13 and 8 if they can go six and three, that will leave them at 19 and 11. Win a game in the tournament, SEC tournament, leaves you at 20 and 12. That should be that. You're definitely in, I think in the tournament, in the NCAAs after that. Um, any more losses than that? I think, I think, I think you're in trouble again, that making the NCAAs. I really do. And if you do that, if you do that, I really am concerned that Fox may not be the answer. In fact, I think you would, you know, I know they're not going to make a move just because that seems to be the prevailing way they handle things like that right now in Athens, but... um I don't know. Uh, I just I don't. I'd really be concerned about the future of the program if if we don't make the NCAA tournament this year. You know, something's got to change. You somehow you've got to be able to get the knock the lid off the program, so to speak, and get things get to the tournament. And occasion, like I said, just you know, I'm not calling to get to the final four every year. Or, you know, obviously we're not going to be Duke, we're not going to be Kentucky, but get to the tournament roughly 3 out of 4 years win a game or two get to the elite get you know get a sweet 16 every 2 years 3 years or so you know then make you're making a case you know some and they never know what the hell happens you know get in the tournament get a good draw and you never know what uh you never know what's going to happen you know it's just but you got to get in to, to have a chance to win it, and, and we're not even making it right now. So I don't know what else to say about it. It, it needs to. It, again, it's too good of a of a state, too too big of a program, of a school, to not be competitive at the highest level. That's just that's just all there is to it. Um. But if recruiting. Can pick up you know obviously this scandal has really helped Georgia and teams like that that can it kind of evens the playing field of uh for recruiting you know not everybody's getting paid you know eighty thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars to go to a school or having hookers and everything else that's been going on, not having the shoe companies pay fifty to a hundred thousand dollars to kids or their families to to go to Louisville or, you know, wherever, they all do it. But apparently, Louisville was was the expendable one, of, or was the slop the sloppiest one of the bunch, anyway.
0: And left evidence behind. You know, so it's it's but it's no coincidence that Georgia's recruiting picked up after after this
1: whole scandal came out, you know, it, 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 at least to me and to most people that, you know, have any idea of how recruiting works and how, you know, basketball recruiting especially. Um, so I don't know. But it, it, it it's interesting to see because if Georgia could just get on a, you know, three, four, five-game winning streak here coming down the stretch or, you know, go ahead and win. Seven and two over these last nine. It, 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 I think you'd really see. I mean, the fans want to get behind it. I mean, they the re, huh, renovated Stegman looks, you know, upgraded it. Uh, the fans have come out and, and done really well. Uh, getting behind the team, you know, and it's just they're they're starving for a game, especially after the, the way the football season went that 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 goes hand in hand with it you know
0: just just
1: get the job done players and coaches uh if 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 you can get it done the fans will show up and, and like i said they are showing up right now um they will they will they will help you and and get this get this program over the top get this program to where it should be um by the way, the, the Lady Dogs have, are having a stellar year right now so far. Nineteen and two, um, you know, really, really doing a great. I think their only two losses were to uh, South Carolina. Maybe I forget who it was. it's either South Carolina or Tennessee, and then they lost a game, out of conference game, to Texas. Um, so that's, you know, th- they're going on the right track, obviously. Um, It'll be fun to, you know, keep up with them, have something to watch on that side of the ball too. Um, that's I'll be honest, that's about the only women's ball I watch is, is when George is playing. Most um, other times I just I just can't. I know it's probably not the most PC or the right thing to say, but I just can't watch it other than unless George is playing. Um, so I don't know, man. It's it's a lot going on there's there's like I said Georgia getting back to football recruiting it's been such a stellar class already if they can cap
0: it off with two or three more four star or five star guys, it would be just incredible an incredible finish to this
1: to this recruiting season um I will say this. I'm not going to say who told me, but I had a person who was very knows, kind of a friend of a friend kind of thing.
0: um, That from Kirby's. I'll say this folks in, in in the football offices are, are
1: really looking forward to signing day this year. They feel like they could be in for a, a whole lot of fun. Um, I'll just leave it at that. You know, Jason has, uh, I was just about to say, Jason was going to call. He's got something going on with work late tonight. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't have much else to say. If there's anybody else out they're listening in, uh, we got,
0: certainly would be ready to. Give it a listen if you got any questions on recruiting
1: or on basketball. Uh, give us a call 724 444
0: 7444 with the show ID 127467 pound. Uh, quick, let's see, I
1: just looked on the com. Mario Goodrich had a tweet, somebody from Sports Talk SC, I don't know who that is. On Twitter, Mario Goodrich of Lee's Summit, Missouri, has made his decision and notified the school of his choice. He will not reveal his decision until National Signing Day at his school early in the afternoon with Clemson, Georgia, and LSU. And the lead, Goodrich, replied with the crying, laughing emoji, where do you get your info?
0: Um <laughs> uh, Let's see. Goodrich, and uh, uh, looks like
1: maybe Georgia and LSU may not have room, so Clemson may look to have a little bit of an advantage there because Dabo was in just recently. Um, I don't know, y'all. It's it's. What an amazing time to be a Georgia Bulldog fan! I mean, all these years that we've been just just hoping to be in the conversation for the or let me let me let me change that. All these times of not being just in consideration for these kids, not being just a hat on the table, but have legitimate chances for these kids, you know, that are four stars, five, stars, turning down four star kids to upgrade, you know, on your board with, with kids that are rated as five stars. Um it's just unbelievable to me how quickly Georgia has gotten into the upper echelon. We're always let's see. We're always in the upper echelon, just just on the cusp of we you get the occasional Five star, you get several four stars, um, but we never seem to close out well with guys, you know, especially the the big time guys. Um, now we're practically forcing the big time guys to go ahead and make their decision early on, or we're going to leave them leave them behind. So I mean, it's just been an incredible turnaround under Kirby, man, and, and like I said. This football season, notwithstanding just the recruiting itself, the upgrade in recruiting, the level of players that, that we're bringing in now, has just it makes it worth it to me to have made the change. Um, but then you get the on the field results, just an unbelievable season of you know going out and dominating teams that you were supposed to dominate. Dominating teams that you maybe weren't supposed to dominate. Uh, Executing at a high level. Again, I I know I've said it before, but competing to your level of excellence and not competing against the team across the field for me. Um, It's been such a breath of fresh air. It's been shown what could have been going on at Georgia for the past eight years or so. You know, it's it's... It's just amazing to to the turnaround of, of things that that have happened. It's just great great time to be a Georgia fan, and I've got so many friends that you know Georgia fans that we you know we kind of like. Even this whole year, we were just kind of like,
0: ah,
1: man, things are going so well. I hate to hate to think we got this in the bag. You know, keep expecting the other you know the other shoe to drop and have you know, uh, that letdown game, and they just never did all season. I guess Auburn – at had Auburn, but I think that was more a matter of – I don't think anybody was winning in Auburn that, in, on that Saturday. Um, I don't think – it was a mat, more a matter of just the players kind of, you know, losing focus, making dumb plays, you know, penalties you know, muffin punts, drop passes, that kind of thing. It was just a matter, you know, that was their bat that was their worst game and they still probably would have beaten seventy five percent of the teams in the country that day. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be fun. It's such a fun time. like I said, finish this class up strong, like you think that they may be able to finish up with the number one class in the country. I don't know how that's going to project out. Uh, I think they got a a damn good chance to finish with the top top class in in 2018, which follows up a top three class last year. And then next year, you've already got the, the 2019, you got the top class in the country there. But here's the thing. The 17 class, we were thinking, yeah, that's, This is going to be a big year for us. Let's you know get a top three class. Then you got 2019. We're going to load up within the state. There's tons of talent in the state. Let's work hard on that. Get them coming in. And then 2018, let's just get you know top five, top ten, somewhere around in there. Because there's not not a whole lot of not a ton of talent in the state. There's not you know not any major players. But we'll go ahead and get. It'll be a top heavy class. Maybe we can get, we'll have Zeus, we'll try to get Sawyer and try to get Fields. Oh, by God, they got all those guys and way more than that. You know, you got Anderson, you got, um, you know, possibly Campbell coming in. You got probably ultimately be seven or eight five star kids in this class. And it was supposed to be kind of that filler class, it wasn't supposed to be. the the top team in the class, and I think I saw on Rivals, or or maybe it was 247, one of them, saying is this year's, I think it was Rivals, said, is the 2018 class the best best class ever, not just for Georgia, ever since they've been keeping up with recruiting, he was talking about. Now, I didn't read the article, so maybe they say no, it's not. (laughs) But uh, to even be in consideration for the best class ever when it was, again, supposed to be, just kind of a filler class between the big class in 17 and, and the huge class in, in 19. Just, again, I, I I can't express enough what a difference it makes with having Kirby coming in, recruiting his ass off, all these assistant coaches coming in, uh, not even the assistant coaches, but the support staff. And then the article with Jonas Jennings, just a great, great story about his his. Progression as a, you know, a kid coming in from, you know, urban Atlanta coming into Athens, um, playing in the NFL for six years, whatever it was, uh, being a longtime starter at Athens. Now is the player personnel direct, uh, director for Georgia. Uh, man, the kid, they, 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 just everybody's buying in and that's what it's had to take. It's, it's, the whole program buying in from top to bottom not having limitations, not having people you know holding back the program making the changes necessary that there are changes that need to be made it's just it's just if this continues you know I I can't say I can't really guarantee anything but I can almost almost guarantee the virtual certainty, that there will be a national championship or multiple national championships in Georgia's future over the next decade. And Georgia is poised with Saban being 60-whatever years old. I don't think he's – I, I just can't see him going on at this level for much more than, than five more years. Maximum. I, I just can't see it, um, and there's no other program. Yeah, Clemson, maybe. I think it's going to be Georgia and Clemson over the next few years because you know Dabo's a young guy, you know, energetic guy, young guy. But even then, I think Alabama's going to come after him and try to try to take him. I I don't necessarily know he goes. I, I think he could, but I, that's where that's I think that's – you make him tell you no, being a, you know, Crimson Tide alum, former player, still loved in, in Alabama, even despite the two previous years. Um, I think it's just – I think that could disrupt Clemson, even if he stays in Clemson, just having that thought. If he takes much time to think about it, that's going to put that a little bit of doubt in the fans' heads, in the recruits' heads. I don't know. I think but I don't I think there's no other program including Clemson, poise take over as the dominant team in college football than the program in Athens in the University of Georgia. Going forward once Saban is gone and even while he's there for the next 5 years, I don't see anybody slowing Georgia down. Period. So Oh, man, I don't know. It's exciting times, like I said, man. If Georgia can can get things done, things work out the way, you know, barring any major catastrophes or injuries or anything like that, it's a super exciting time to be a Georgia fan right now.
0: Um, hey, what we got? Signing day coming up one week from today, and
1: we. Several, I think most of the announcements are on signing day. Um, I think I think Walker might be announcing on Monday, I believe. Actually, Quay Walker, um, which is certainly going to be one to keep an eye on. Even even look, this kid has been so back and forth with coaches and programs, and it seems like every time he comes off a, a visit, they have become his leader. Georgia does get the last visit, so you got to like Georgia's chances, so if he's coming in this weekend then is announcing next week, but I still, you still have to just wonder, even if he comes out and announces his, his commitment school, whether he signs and sends in his, his backs to, uh, to the same school that he announces on Monday, you know, I mean, who the hell knows? He's, he's like I said, he's been—he comes off a uh, visit high. It seems like every time he goes, and and just has somewhere else is his leader after he comes off of a visit. So nobody's going to know until this kid sends in that fax with his signature on it, and uh, and where he is going to end up going to
0: school. Well, looky there, somebody decided to join the program. What's going on, Jim? Talking to me. Yeah, you. Who did? Who (laughs) did?
1: Oh Lord. You missed quite a little soliloquy I've had going on here. What's up? Gone over the recruiting class and the signing day class potential left to sign. And then I went over basketball as well. So uh I think we're pretty much done, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, cool. <laughs> I uh, I was kind of just saying, you know, basically four, maybe five spots left coming up one week from today. How Sunday About five or six.
2: How how so? Uh, I think we might. I think we might be able to do five or six.
1: Come out, blue shirt.
0: I or gray shirt Mike or whatever. Five or six. How do how do you
1: can how do you get to that figure though?
2: I just think we might be able to do five or
1: six. I thought it was a hard twenty-five. We're much more creative than we were. Well, yeah, that's for sure. Was it Wyatt counting back,
0: or how does it? Who wants to come? Right. My thought so far is if it's four, so it's definitely five?
1: I think it's definitely going to be five. Okay. County, Davis, and
2: Tremail, Walthour.
1: Okay. Well, my. All right. So my five, if we close with these four, in other words, and then you can add Walthour in as the fifth. Campbell, Davis. All right, which are uh, I think are probably the most possible. And then you got Sandage and – or excuse me. Yeah, Sandage, Reese, and uh, Walker. If you can close with
2: those. How
0: about
2: we close with Davis,
0: Wildthart, Campbell, Reach, And Antoine Green. So where did that name come from? (laughs) (laughs) And
2: (laughs) if we go six, throw Walker in there. I'm saying there's a possibility that we finish with David, Walter, Campbell, Reese,
0: Green, and Walker. That's what I'm Hmm. saying. Wow. All right. Well, I haven't even had the Antoine Green
2: in in order of confidence I'd go Davis and Walther at the top obviously cuz they're already committed then Campbell then Green then Reese then Walker hmm.
0: So where did, where did this where did the uh where
1: did the green stuff come from? That, that's that's that been crazy.
0: Why
2: what, Watch what how much more time we're spending on him than we are pushing.
1: Yeah. Now, he's a four-star wide receiver out of Florida, Rockledge, Florida.
2: And explosive as hell. Yeah, 6'2",
1: 195.
2: I'm just saying, I mean, if you, if you follow it and pay attention to it, Watch how much more time we're spending on him than we are Tommy Bush. Mm
0: hmm. Hmm. That's crazy. Well, look at you jumping on here and
1: bringing the noise, huh?
0: Oh, oh watch <laughs> out for Mr.
2: Antoine Green, hmm? who everybody thinks is the North Carolina kind of a log. Right. Um,
0: Let's
1: see. That would be awesome. I I would love the six. But like I said, I said earlier, I heard from a friend of a friend that they're very confident heading into signing day. In other words, thinking, saying, I feel like they'll have some a fun a fun day on on Wednesday. Oh um, man, these dudes
2: are these dudes are closers, man.
1: Yeah. Um. I know that Sandage has been kind of the big well, two of them, Walker and Sandage have been so nobody nobody knows where they're going. I and, know and honestly.
2: I think everybody knows Sandage is still kind of leaning towards South Carolina, though. I think we're just making it interesting.
1: Mm, yeah, I guess, but I mean, man, I I, I think we're getting him a hell of a lot to think about.
2: Oh def- I mean we definitely did, but I don't know. I think it- I don't know. I think we're Is definitely it making like- it interesting, but I don't know if it was too much to overcome,
1: yeah,
2: I don't like I them getting the last official and and the last visit and the last in home, yeah, you know, you can't like that, and then you know you gotta put mama into it too, or go into South Carolina and all that,
1: really I mean that's. I think their only big advantage that they have over Georgia is that, that she's a graduate. You know, I'm, that's her alma mater. Um, I just, I don't know. I think the ro- the playing rotation he could be he could be playing with, and the you know potential for winning going forward, I think, has to play a lot into it. Um, him and Trey Scott, I think, is a big advantage. You know Jordan yeah, the
2: staff, but then I think he has a better relationship with their entire coaching staff. I think he has an individual better relationship with Scott, but I think he's more familiar with more of
0: their coaching staff and players. Mhm, yeah, I agree. It's just
1: I don't know, I just think I just think. If he goes football decision, I think he goes Georgia. If he goes... Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, Knox. you can look at it and compare it. And, I mean, if you look at it without red and black glasses on, I think you can see as many good things for him about South Carolina as you can UGA. And then I think with her going there and them getting the last official and getting the last in-home, I think it would end up being too much.
1: Yeah. Well, that'll be... That'll be fun. Um, and then Quay Walker, I was just talking about him before you got on. Seems like every visit he goes on becomes his leader. You know, I don't know. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but if it's, you know, if he's just kind of playing it up with the reporters, you know, from each from each school or whatever. Or no, um, I don't think
2: he knows where he's going yet.
1: But he he's one that just seems like. And I, I mentioned uh, – I did mention after Saban visited with him, what, today or yesterday, that a, an offer went out to another linebacker. So, I don't – that's usually an indication of, you know, somebody said something that makes – obviously makes them think they need to go somewhere else. So, if that's the case, then it's down to likely Georgia and Tennessee.
2: <clears throat> well, you got a – he's got Chris County – Commitments, man. You know how those things.
0: Go. Right, right. going
1: to tell what the heck's going to happen between now and Sunday. And apparently that the former coach Felton still has a, a ton of pull down there. A lot of a lot of backup and, and folks doing his bidding from from a lot of reports I've been reading and people saying stuff about things that happen over there. So. Um. It's going to be interesting
2: to, you gotta to watch. you got to be of that whole situation, man. I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do know, but it ain't even worth, ain't even worth getting
0: into. Yeah. Um. But you, you still think he's
1: Athens bound there, huh? Walker? Yeah. I
2: don't know. I put him as my... Extra one if, just in case we do get them. I got the other five before him.
0: Right. And
2: I just don't think anybody knows right now. But if somebody says they know right now, then I
1: don't know. I think they're throwing crap against the wall to see what sticks. Yeah. Ree- is uh, is it Reese or Walker announcing Monday?
2: Reese has already set his for 10.
1: And oh, then
2: uh, do what?
1: On Monday or signing Day? Oh on signing
2: day. I thought Oh
1: okay.
2: I thought that's what they said.
1: Okay. I think uh I think that's what Centel said on the uh on his little deal. Oh okay. I thought somebody was announcing Monday. Is that I oh, I missed that, wrong wrong that Um we'll have to find it.
0: Course. Yeah. the um,
2: uh American Heritage Group is going uh on ESPN at nine thirty on the seventh.
0: Oh,
1: okay.
2: So that'll be Tyson Campbell, certain the Bone Trouble.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they're like a D1 factory, so right. they
1: ain't going to
2: tell how long it'll take.
1: When are they and IMG going to play, or have they?
2: You know, I don't know. I don't know if they have or not. It'd be a good one, though.
1: They may as well. Um, They bat, they about recruit like IMG, so. No kidding. I think it's a good sign that uh, Campbell went ahead and, and did not visit Miami. I feel like Miami's kind of the the biggest competition for him. Oh, uh, they're, uh, they're supposed to right be now. visiting this weekend, right? I thought he went to wasn't it last was it last week he was, go, he was supposed to go, but he went to Tennessee instead.
0: No,
2: I think uh, I think him and Sir Tane and a couple of others are supposed to go this
1: weekend.
0: Oh, uh, Okay. I thought they
1: weren't going, but that they probably have been to Miami so many times, anyways. Being right there, it's probably not a huge visit for them, but it's huge for Miami. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Miami is either
2: one of them. Um, I don't know, dude. I so
0: that
1: I mean. I normally ask you any big surprises for next week, but Antoine Green, you already brought it out, man. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> well then you got a uh, – remember you got the twenty nineteen tight end committing on the seventh? Go. Yeah. So that that's going be good news. You know, you like best friends with Playlock and uh Bertrand.
0: Right. You that know, that's
2: why I had originally thought Hinton would uh, come to Georgia with him, because he's real good friends with him. Uh-huh. And there's a couple of pictures that came out of all of them together as, like, little bitty kids.
0: Mm-hmm. No, oh, really? my
2: God. Hinton's going to come, too. But then, but then you know, he committed to Michigan not too long after that, but... That's even, that's even looking like it didn't... It was, at least as solid as it was with Hinton and Michigan,
1: right well and, and thirty four obviously knows them from basketball, and it said that yeah, they're at he's,
2: least a- he's definitely got a he's definitely got a end right there if I yeah. pay attention to anybody with the hintons over him,
1: yeah, and he said they're definitely going to be visiting Athens coming up mhm, and you know the, I think a lot of the lusters kind of worn off of parball in in Michigan.
2: Yeah, it had Well, I mean, he's not beating Ohio State and Michigan State. Right. You said, how many uh, people were pissed off with Kirby when we lost to Georgia Tech?
1: Right. I mean, that's, right.
2: just, that's just ones you don't lose.
1: Especially multiple times.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, not, he's <laughs> not really beating them at all.
1: Right. And he still hasn't beaten Ohio State yet. You know, he still hasn't even really, I don't even think he's really challenged for the Big Ten yet. I mean, he obviously hasn't made the, the Big 12 no, they, really, they
2: really haven't.
1: Now, does, does Shea Patterson be the difference going forward? I, I don't know. Uh, but, who knows? I mean, that uh, honeymoon is about over there. Yeah. And there's always the NFL threat, you know, that you can... You know, him going back to the NFL. That, that You know, a, a franchise will make him... You know they'll they'll make him the offer. They'll make him the the decision maker. He'll he'll have full control.
2: Oh, they give him like a
1: Gruden type deal. Yep. And I, I wouldn't be shocked. I know the Colts just picked up. Uh, did they pick up Brable? No, I don't know. He went to Tennessee. Uh. Anyway, they just picked up a coach, but the Colts. I wouldn't be shocked if they don't change up things here in the next couple of years. If if they make a run at Harbaugh since he played there in the NFL for so long. Yeah. You know, so that's you never know, man. If he gets if he gets sick of being <laughs> being the scapegoat up in, in Michigan and still never winning the big one. Well I mean it, be,
2: well I mean, and it's obviously hitting for big on education too so I mm-hmm. I'd for Stanford too.
1: Yeah, yeah. But you got Chris and then you got the other the other kids what, twenty twenty, right? His brother.
2: Yeah, yeah, the younger
0: brother,
2: yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was saying. uh, Then I think you're gonna have Papa who taking some uh, spring visits, and and maybe committing not too long after that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I still think it'd be Georgia. I
1: mean, I'm not saying we'll have
2: anything to worry about, but I still think it'd be
1: Georgia. Right. Um. And that's the that was the thing I was talking about earlier too. Everybody was talking about you know seventeen class. You know let's get a top top two or three class here in 17. 19 is loaded. We're gonna have a huge class in nineteen, but then let's just get a good filler class here in in twenty eighteen. You know make it make it a top heavy class probably because you know we'll probably get Zeus. Make sure we try to get Salier. Make sure we try to get Fields or whoever. Lawrence at the time. Um, but I'll be damned if, if 2018 didn't turn into what Rivals was wrote an article about the other day saying, is it the best class ever? Man, <laughs> <they've> been, these <laughs> dudes can recruit, man. I mean,
2: they're, going, they're doing Alabama-style back-to-back-to-back depth.
1: Right. But I mean,
2: right. and that's the, how
1: you do it, though. Yeah. You got to, but like I said, just that was, you know, I think, and maybe it's just kind of how Georgia fans have been conditioned over the years. I think they were kind of, I think they would have been happy to go top three, top ten, and then one or two and nineteen. I think they would have been fine with that, don't you? Uh,
2: I think. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean all that for us anyway. I mean, I don't, I don't think they care what they rank, but I mean, as far as oh, we, oh no, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. But I mean these yeah. dudes man I mean they're turning around And really I mean as you can see the main difference is of offensive and defensive lines. Right. And I mean and right. then you can harp on it, harp on them all you want to. Well quarterback too to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean it's not
2: like I mean it's not like you say a Mark Rick wasn't ever able to recruit a quarterback, but I mean, you know, you go through Stafford and Aaron Murray, but I mean, dang, dude, after Murray, who do we bring in?
1: Right. Never the depth of the, of this sort. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs>
2: I mean, you basically turned that room around. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of it had to do with Rick and them. They had Easton committed. So, right. I mean, you know, Kirby right. and company were able to keep him and throw in and. fields. And, so, I mean, they basically turned that room around.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And what frickin' Sam Pittman has done with the offensive line in just mm-hmm. barely two years is absolutely amazing.
0: Right.
1: Oh, it's unbelievable. And it's uh, not even
2: there yet, to be honest. From from, actually, one of our guys emailed me a day or two ago, and uh, and was like, "Don't be surprised if we start some youngsters over guy over established starters."
1: Right. Yeah. That. I mean, that's. I wouldn't be shocked, man. And I think that's why. I don't know if you if you mean if you're thinking Galliard or if that was the thought, but I think that's why he really contemplated going into the draft.
2: Well, I would look at that and left guard. Yeah. And, and then Big Ben's got a solidify right guard, too. Right. If we're being honest. I mean, yeah, he came in and killed it, and especially rushing. Well, it ain't, it ain't, it, I mean, it it ain't done yet. Turned, yeah, he's basically – I mean, he still turned the offensive line room around. You know, all your right. best talents, I think I think it's still younger, but I mean that yeah, it come dude. Then I mean, you yeah, haven't really lost a beat at running back. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, bring in Swift and Cook and Samir White and it was like, dear lord. And
1: mm-hmm. and then I mean
2: look at the depth on the defensive line now. What we rate they like nine guys last year, ten guys?
1: Right. Well that's what I am saying, it's 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 a it's an amazing time to be a Georgia fan. It really is,
2: and I mean they just continue to recruit
1: them back to back to back.
0: Yep. Um,
1: well, what about uh, anything nationally that kind of caught your eye with recruiting? Or, no, you know, I mean anything? you know it's,
2: this time's slower since they had the early recruiting. So yeah, every you know unless they went through a coaching change everybody's pretty much down to five or six guys, you know, four or five, six guys. Right. I think Florida State could probably be interesting because they went through their change. I think they have, like, maybe 15 commits now, something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's tough. So, I, mean, I mean, you know, it's... you keep eye on them. See how many Oregon guys they steal and all that crap.
1: Right. It's kind of funny. Did you see the uh... – I forget what – what no, a site it was it was either Barstool, one of those maybe Saturdays down south, one of those was noticed that
0: Taggers a sport check?
1: Maybe. Whatever the one that they they noticed that he basically recycled his tweets from one year ago to the day and then just changed the hashtag from like Go Ducks to Go Knolls or you know something like that.
0: Oh, I yeah, saw same that.
1: So I don't know if he's got if he's act, is he actually tweeting or is he got just a bot or is he got? Uh, oh, he
2: was even he was even copying like other famous people and stuff. I saw all that
1: stuff. He <laughs> ended up blocking yeah, whoever, whatever program that, it was.
2: That definitely
1: wasn't Sports Jack, We don't do that. <laughs> sports Yak? Yeah. Yes, sir. No, it wasn't them. Not yet. We'll be making big news soon, though. Um, okay, let's
2: see. Florida State has three enrollees, four more that have signed, and eight that are committed. So that's 15. Mm-hmm. They got they got three on campus already, four that are signed, and eight more. They just got to commit today for Moore and Thompson. You pick them over uh, South Carolina. And they just slipped Kentucky's highest rate at the a couple of days ago. Xavier Peters, the linebacker. So they got about ten more spots that they're playing
1: with, basically. Kentucky, man, they already lost their quarterback that they had most of the year and then to Miami and then uh now they just lost this kid.
2: Yeah, I mean they you know, I mean you look at the teams like Kentucky and South Carolina, I mean, you gotta appreciate them. Getting in on some of these guys early,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then you almost want to feel sorry for them because everybody poaches them. But then, you don't really feel sorry for them.
1: <laughs> Is uh, Kentucky football recruiting akin to Georgia basketball recruiting over the years? Uh, I mean, <laughs> man, oh, no, God, nobody. what you gonna bring that uh, right up now? But it's it's that's all right. It's changing. We just got to get things done. uh, Real quick, you mentioned uh, about, you know, if a coach leaves or whatever, but that's kind of a rule that's being kind of bandied about allowing players to transfer if a coach leaves. And that –
0: I don't know. I'm kind of – I'm a little
1: bit hesitant to to just automatically get on board with it because it could be a damn – I mean, a program could just be be decimated. You know, I mean, you could have ten, fifteen kids leave if if a coach yep. transfers.
2: SEC, ah. SEC would definitely have to change their twenty-five rule.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Would you I mean, you a, can't
2: expect a team like, just say, freaking Vanderbilt's coach does awesome. Okay, which this guy would have done it. Just say it was when Franklin was leaving Vandy, he would have took right. fifteen kids at Penn State with him easy.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: heck he stole three fourths of their recruiting class. He would have taken yeah. fifteen players with him, and so I mean, you know, just say that happens now takes fifteen twenty players with them, and now Vandy's got a limit of twenty five commits I mean, I put you on probation self probation in a second,
1: right
0: yeah you, so,
2: you know a lot of a lot of stuff had to change with they may end up doing like a uh Like a rule on it, like if you're a sophomore, freshman, and the coach leaves,
0: then you can. If your grades are right and all that, or something, who knows? I mean, I don't know.
1: Because what is it now? Seniors can transfer, or can no? Seniors can't even transfer yet. No, senior
2: graduate, graduate transfer. It's got
1: to be graduate transfer. And then the Patterson. Why? I wonder why they're letting him. Oh, because of probation, that's right. Um, but yeah, I could have seen you know Mullen bringing, trying to talk Fitzgerald into coming to Florida, or because they don't have a you know don't have a quarterback basically. But his his mold gives him, you know, I, I don't know. I, I there's got to be something. Again, they've always said recruit or uh, commit to the school, not the coach, which we know that's all kind of BS, but. You know, yeah. I
2: it's mean, still that's got, nice it's still to say, be nice to see some part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to say a nicer thing, but you know, we haven't been through what they've been through. Most of us, really? we're sitting on a podcast talking about it. oh I used to commit to a school and not a coach, but I mean,
0: mm-hmm.
2: come on. You know, fifty percent of the reason they're going is because they're coaches.
1: Oh yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, as far as this rule if a coach goes somewhere else, just opening up, you know, a free-for-all for these players to go somewhere else, either follow him or go transfer to another school, it just – it still has well, to
0: wait, be some outcome some
1: of recruit to the – or commit to the school instead of, you know, just the coach.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, look at freaking Tennessee last year. Okay, just saying Bunch Jones leaves and their players can transfer. I mean – God, a lot of their defensive players people would have poached.
0: You can't tell me yeah. Nigel
2: Worry wouldn't be playing with Gibbs and uh, wasn't Thank you, Reed. You can't mm-hmm. tell me Nigel Wheeler wouldn't be in Athens in a second.
1: Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I've always been kind of, I mean, I've always been for the, you know, in the on the player side, a lot of these things, like, but I still kind of think there's got to be limitations, and I think you know the graduate transfers should be completely open. They earned it; they should be able to go anywhere. Uh, well, and
2: and you got to think about this too. Okay, coach leaves. That usually happens what right after the season, right? And you don't have to be down to the eighty-five until when?
1: what, September or whatever, fall camp? Or? I do,
2: whatever. I mean, you got a good bit of time to where you can have your freshmen. you can have your – you've time to where you can have your seniors in, your juniors in, your sophomores in, your freshman class coming in, and the 15 guys your coach brought from this other school and have 100 scholarship players for however long you need <laughs> to drop and medically disqualify and all that, transfer, whoever you need to.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't know how – they got to – it's going to open up a lot more rules that are going to have to be made. You know what I'm saying? It's not yeah, going to just be you – know they can't what? just do, if a coach leaves, you're free to go. I mean, that that, that just cannot be the case.
2: Well, <clears throat> the good thing is, whatever rules they make, we now have a coach that isn't scared to know those rules and stay right. right within the limits of those rules,
1: And adjust, get close
2: adjust to the limit of the rules as he can get, and then stop. Right. And so, basically, it's good news for us that we're one of the bad guys now.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you ask any other program now, we're, or they're fans, they're, we're apparently paying players and Oh, I mean, we're, we did cheating like,
2: we're cheating like we like Ole Miss and Auburn now. I think we pay uh we we pay Justin
1: Fields seven digits. He got at yeah, least a million. A million dollars, man. <laughs> Come on, and that was from a that was from a leg, supposedly a legitimate scout reporter, the Come North on, Carolina reporter for
2: eight whatever. He needs to be fired.
1: N no, they seriously yes. I don't, you don't, I
2: don't need to have a job flipping burgers, man. Send I don't them call them.
1: for people's jobs often, but that come on Send that Ridiculous, phone to the nut house, man! You're stupid to to legitimately try to pass that off as as a
0: truth. That, I mean, that I'm,
1: not, I'm not saying we don't pay
2: players; pretty much everybody does. I don't know who does but let's Put it that way, right? And I mean, who knows? We may be doing it more. The staff here now. Who knows? Who cares? But there's, there's ways for it to be done. Pay hey, Justin Fields. Not even Auburn. Pay hey, Justin I was about Fields. about to say or anybody else a million dollars. Shut up.
1: I think 180 is probably about the max
0: for, for players. Damn, I mean
1: Quarter of a million.
2: <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Shut up. <laughs> that would dude, That dude's a moron.
1: Especially for a, a, a writer for a school such as North Carolina. Yeah, he's, been under the eyes of the NCAA for what a decade now for basketball, very minimum of basketball, and then the football had issues too with uh, under Butch, uh, Butch Davis.
2: Yeah, he needs to go back and take a recruiting test.
1: God, just ridiculous he to just, even have that. I think
2: his recruiting test was fixed
1: for him. God, a million dollars. The damn – I don't even think our coordinators make a million dollars yet. I think Tucker finally got to a million this year, right? I mean, they
0: Pretty close.
1: Jeez. <laughs> like I said, I wouldn't even accuse Auburn of, of paying a player a, thousand, a million dollars. That's nonsense. I, I saw that. I was just I'm just – for somebody to try to pass that off is just ridiculous. But, like I said, especially North Carolina, for God's sake.
2: I mean, you know, I mean, you get these guys on these podcasts. You would expect somebody just talking shit on a podcast to say, oh, yeah, I heard they paid, you know, I heard Auburn paid Derek Brown 750000 His mom never has to worry about anything again. And he's taking yeah. a pay cut to go to the NFL and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, our our friends sitting around drinking a beer together and, oh, y'all paying Justin Fields a million dollars, cheaters. I mean, you can see some bull crap like that before an actual person that does
1: it for a living to say
2: something like that. You're a fucking idiot.
1: It's, It's nonsense. You know... That's something a fine bomb caller says, you know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and yes,
2: I did just drop the F bomb on him because he's a fucking idiot. How about that?
0: <laughs> uh, man, I, uh, I'm
1: just, I'm just tired Come on. of.
2: Don't be stupid. Come on. I
1: know. I'm, I'm tired I mean, of
2: talk crap about people. You know, be mad because people recruit better and talk crap about they paid so and so and. You know they pay so and so's rent or whatever. Come on, man! Nobody pays nobody a million dollar dollars. Shut no,
1: up! No. That's a lot of damn paperwork to hide 000, 000. <laughs> yeah, <come laughs> on, man, a
2: million dollars
1: without leaving a paper up. trail. you <laughs>
0: Shut up! You're
1: an idiot! I know. Nonsense, man. Um, I don't know, dude. What else? Anything else grabbing your attention at the? News? Maybe? No,
2: not,
1: no, no, I think it uh, uh, really
2: just be interesting if Georgia or Ohio State ends up with the number one class.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I what mean, I was if,
2: wondering. If, 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 Campbell's, if Campbell's in the class,
0: then I don't
2: think they really have a chance of beating us for number
0: one. I mean, yeah, I, I guess there's
2: always a chance, but I think Campbell almost clinches it for us. Right. Because, I mean, we're going to bring in four or five more, more than likely five more.
0: If Campbell's
2: one of those five, I don't I don't think they can beat us. Even if they bring high, in 20, 27, I don't
1: think they will. That's a high five-star, and then none of the other guys are less than four-stars, are
2: they? Yeah, even Walker, man. Walker's a four-star, green, four, Reese's four. Well for David started in there, so I mean and Walker's even yeah. a five star on two four seven, so he's a right. high four star for the composite.
1: Right. So I mean you got a yeah.
2: high five you got a high five star, a high four star, you know, a medium four star and a medium four star. So I mean
0: So
1: that average ain't coming down.
2: Nah. And then the running back they're about to get is more than likely heading Juco, so, I mean, take that off when he has Juco. I think he's like a three-star yeah. anyway, but still.
1: Ohio State? Yeah. yeah okay.
2: Yeah, they're about to, probably about to get a three-star running back, but he'll, he'll end up pretty much everybody saying he'll end up Juco.
1: Gotcha. Um,
2: you know, Alabama's always going to close strong, but I don't – I don't think they have the.
0: I mean, unless
2: they get like Sertain and still, if they get I mean, they could still Sertain and still Campbell, and they would absolutely have to go perfect, and then some mm-hmm. um, to even to even pass. I
1: don't, I don't think they do. I think it's really between Georgia and Ohio State. Realistically,
0: yeah.
1: where is, is and there was a lot of talk with Taylor Stewart. At one point, but was he gonna? Where do you think he ends up at Tennessee or? No, I think he'll Still go to Alabama
2: or stay home.
1: USC.
2: Yeah, I think he'll go Alabama or stay home. Alabama, I think either just got or they're about to get that Eddie Smith, who's Who? a three star. And he's one that I actually think should get a Bama bump. I don't. I think he should be Eddie Smith. I think there should be a. Oh, to be honest, yeah, but I mean, he's a 3 star, and I think the rankings are final now. So I don't right. think they'll get that bump, but I think they're about to get him. So you got to think they're looking for probably one more between Isaac Taylor, Stewart, Chertain, and Campbell. Got
1: gotcha. you.
2: And then you I know didn't... they're after Leon O'Neill too, and right. And then they yeah, just think, offered think... a uh, they just offered a linebacker the night that Saban visited Quay Walker, right. later that night at around 10, they offered another linebacker, so I think they know they're not getting him.
0: Right.
2: So those points so will drop them
1: off off down there. a little
2: bit, too. Oh, yeah. I don't um, think I State has any decommits coming, but I don't think Georgia does either. I think we've right. both of the
1: defensive tackles no matter what. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of decommits, Former player former commits uh Yvonne Becton and uh Rashad Wild Goose. I know Becton committed to Virginia Tech today. Yeah, I think um, Wild
2: Goose is get, I think Wild Goose is just getting a bunch more picks, Crystal ball picks to go to Central Florida. I don't think he's actually committed yet.
1: Okay. Well I say I was gonna say he was maybe leaning towards UCF, but Yeah, I think, yeah I, think, a, I, think a, I think that's where he'll end up. Would you be glad out? for I'm good glad for both in. of them, man, because I think they're going to be good players.
2: Yeah, dude, I yeah. like I like Wild Goose a lot. I wish we could have kept him.
1: Plus his name—I mean, just a cool name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. I just like the way he plays too, though. But yeah, I do get sucked up into the names and the the big boys. You know, six seven three forty five. I don't care how they play If they're six seven three
0: forty five. I want them. Yeah. To get off the bus uh, and scare everybody before they beat us. Of course, with the coaching Uh, staff, I'd hire, you know, it
2: doesn't matter because we recruit studs all over the place anyway.
0: Right. They are
2: on probation in two years.
1: By the way, speaking of off the bus, I don't know if I said this on the two weeks ago podcast. Last week, of course, we had, there was just a lot of stuff going on. You had the flu. You feeling better, I'm assuming? Sound a lot better. Man, I
2: um, had all kind of infection and flu. and
1: My God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, there was kind of about head five
2: head. hours there. I thought it was going to be one of the statistics.
1: No, no. <laughs> I'm like,
2: good God. Just man, kill me. this
1: junk ain't nothing to play with, man. I'm telling you. Um, no,
2: nah, man. I'm serious. There's, there's a few hours there. I was like, God, just give me a gun. I'm,
1: I'm going to end it. <laughs> uh, well, I ain't going to get the flu, but I got this. Stupid sinus stuff or head cold, but I think I'm about over it. Kind of made my voice nice and nice and deeper and sexy though, but uh, but I I think I'm about over it. But uh, you know, I ain't gonna get that damn flu, dude. I I just I refuse. (laughs) Why you don't want it? Yeah, kid that
2: lives next door to us. He's a you know little.
0: I know he's not even two
1: yet.
2: He's walking, but I don't think he's two yet. Man, they have life fly him up to the, I mean, not. they didn't fly him in a helicopter, but had to run him up and call an ambulance and all, man. Mm. He had the flu so he started having seizures.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's, I know uh, a buddy of mine here talked to somebody from, from our local hospital. They said they had 31 cases of flu last year. People admitted to the, to the, to the hospital and everything. This year, it's like, 400 and something.
0: I mean... Yeah, it's crazy, dude.
1: I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh,
0: I'll, t- uh, I'll tell you something else. We've got it
2: and watched the video. I think it, yeah, I posted it on the front page, but it's on uh, UGA Football's Twitter, too, where they picked up their prizes for the Rose Bowl. This is oh, crazy, yeah. Terry Godwin,
0: country as he can be. <laughs> I mean, just, It's uh
1: that's one of the cool things about, you know, getting all that all the stuff for the players and everything.
2: Oh yeah, man, they were picking up their watches and their beats and Ben yeah. Cleveland got a big Yeti cooler and Terry Goblin <laughs> said, We're gonna put
0: some fish in your cooler
2: <laughs> I mean just a country as he could be, man. So <laughs> funny. <laughs> Of course, Big Ben walked in without his shirt on, him, like the Mountain from Game of Thrones.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, if the NFL doesn't work out, he's got WWE written all over.
2: Oh, he go straight to WWE, man. I'm telling
1: you,
2: <laughs> that's the last person I want to meet in Dark Alley.
1: <laughs> Are you? Can you imagine level? him
2: and? Can you imagine him and Isaiah Wilson on the right side of the line starting together?
1: Oh, speaking of, when uh, really? He really boosted up his – as if he wasn't already thought of highly enough as it is, but he really boosted his uh, his draft ranking at the Senior Bowl. Man,
2: Wim was killing people at guard and tackle at the Senior Bowl.
1: Yeah. I think he's I think he's really think, solidified himself as a first-round pick now.
2: I think they started them off at uh, guard. That's where I saw most of the highlights. But then they came back and said they put him at tackle two the next day. And hey, you mm-hmm. stone do
1: them people in there, too. hmm I think you got to keep him at tackle, to be honest, but I don't think he's got the, the girth to be a, a guard at the NFL. I wouldn't think so. Because usually they want those dudes, you know, 320, 330, and, and up. And uh, unless they think they can put that much weight on him, but he never was able to at Georgia. Um, nah, I, I would play him at tackle. I'd, I'd you know, gone. maybe right tackle even, you know, but. I think he, I I'm think he's still a good trying team. to. I'm still trying to
2: figure out the whole idea of win at left guard and the big white boy at left tackle. What was yeah, his name? Yeah,
1: Catalina. Catalina. Catalina at left
2: tackle. I was. I'm still puzzled by that.
1: And he's playing. He's getting reps in the NFL at guard. Catalina.
2: I don't care if it's three years from now. Next time I get to ask Kirby Smart a question, I'm I still going to ask him about that one. <laughs> i like, well, what are you thinking of here?
0: Yeah, I mean, could have made the difference in a couple of games that year. Um, all right, man. I ain't got. I don't think I got anything else. Uh, glad you're feeling better. Uh, I will be feeling better next week
1: is National Signing Day. I don't know. You want to just. Just have our normal podcast time at nine, just recap the yeah. day. I guess we we'll only be in five five or so spots. Six spots left. I'm gonna go I'm gonna be positive yeah, and say time. six spots left. We'll just do a recap day and uh and talk about it and uh next week. Uh, but you know that that is one thing that has definitely changed from with the new early Sunday. It's changed our it's kinda of taken a little of the luster away from that first February uh, it has. Wednesday and February, you know.
2: Didn't, didn't uh, both of them fall on Wednesday this year, though? Both of them?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, thought, I, don't
1: know if, I don't know if they're going to do that from going forward or what, but...
2: Uh, I not, don't know I if just, it worked out that way or not, but
1: it's cool. I think they need to keep them about where they're at, though, too. I, I like the time, the, the December and, and February. I know there's a lot of talk of moving it to, like, September or something, but or August, right? But uh, I don't know. I just I kind of like it where it is. But um, anyway, we'll we'll talk more about that next week, and then, like I said, put the finishing touches on the 2018 signing class for Georgia. I think it's. I think we're going to be in for. I think we're going to have some fun next week, y'all. Um. Till next week, though, check out FieldStreetForum.com, dot com. dot com. Check out fieldstreetforum. On Facebook and Twitter, give me a follow at the real Dre. Keep your eyes and ears open for Sports Yak. Also, uh, got a little some things working out here. Possibly, I think everybody's going to like. Um, we'll have more on that later. Um, I don't know, man. Anything else going on? You good? bro. All right, brother. We'll talk at you next week. Until then.